Hey, Trash Talk listeners. For the next few weeks, we're going to take a deep dive into sustainable fashion in Hong Kong. We've picked a few Hong Kong-based startups that we'll be chatting with later this month. But today, we thought it best to kick off this sustainable fashion focus with Philippe Lee from Mills Fabrica, based here in Hong Kong. Why? Because Mills Fabrica launched in 2018 and went international in 2021, and they incubate and invest in sustainable fashion and textile startups around the world. So it's definitely a group we trash talkers want to know about. Welcome to the show, Philippe. Hello, Marcy. <laughs> um, the last time I talked to you, you were at Hong Kong Recycles and we were talking trash on recycling. So it's exciting to hear you moved over to Mills Fabrica and what are you doing there? Yeah, so I'm in charge of the sustainability strategy for the Mills Fabrica. And that includes um, investment in terms of understanding the impact of potential investment. Um, quantifying those impacts, uh, monitoring when we invested, what these impacts will be. And also because we have a retail space, we call it impact retail. Um, we try to quantify the, the, the impact to our customers as well on that front. That is very cool. And it sounds a little bit complicated measuring the impact on things like that. But maybe you could take a step back before we take a deep dive into that and all the wonderful things you guys are doing around the world. Maybe you could just describe a little bit about Mills Fabrica and in particular, like, how are you guys different from HK Rita as well? <laughs> Yeah, so we're very different to Hong Kong Rita. We're two organizations. Um, they, they do a lot of cool research into textile and innovations. Um, we're slightly different. Uh, the Mills Fabrica nests under the Mills, which is a revitalization project from the Nanfong Group. They turned their old uh, textile factory into a revitalization project into three separate pillars. So the Mills Fabrica being the future pillar, the innovation platform, um, we do investments, we have co-working space, we have a retail space. Um, the present, which is the mill sh shop floor, um, experiential and experimental retail. And then lastly, we have chat, which is the center for heritage of art and textiles. They do a lot of exhibitions and uh, uh, trying to look into uh, how textile and art can, can come together. Yeah. So we are the innovation of we do a lot of innovative stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the great things about when you're an investor that knows a lot about textiles, right, then um, uh, you can add a lot more value to the in investment process. So, exactly. Right? That's exciting. So then then let's go back to how you you quantify the impact. And I don't know if you explain that by talking about the startups or talking about the space, but... Yes. Um, so to quantify the impact is actually quite simple. It's very simple. Um, but taking a one, take, take it one step back, you know, if you look at the fashion industry right now, a lot of people, when they hear fashion and pollution, um, they immediately go into textile waste, which is a very important subject because we are buying more clothes. We're manufacturing more clothes. We're using it in a shorter time frame. And what that means is, you know, we're actually generating more waste. And these wastes are actually being 
taken to somewhere. And that is the issue because a lot of the textile waste from the global north ends up in the global south. And so we see a lot of images of, you know, countries being in, inundated by, by, you know, textile waste. Um, the other issue that people are quite aware of is microplastics from polyester clothing, uh, which is very true because a lot of the plastics in the ocean, I think around 40 to 50 percent is from is from polyester fibers. So these are very important. But wow. if you actually, yeah, if you actually zoom a bit long, like further away, fashion industry actually takes up 10 percent of the world's total carbon emission. No, to put that into perspective, aviation only accounts for 2.5%. Huh. So exactly. So this is actually, you know, problems that 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 is actually quite deep rooted and quite urgent to be addressed. Um, not only that, but when you look at a piece of clothing, if you think about how a piece of clothing is made, each of these process uh, have an impact. So if you think about how clothes are made, cotton clothings are made from cotton plants. You know, to grow cotton requires a huge amounts of water, fertilizer, and pesticides, and that takes up water that local environment might need. Uh, it could uh, the pesticide could kill off a lot of insects, which is important for local biodiversity, like bees. Um, if you if you if you go to the next step, which is how your clothes are colored, dyed. That process uses a lot of chemicals and and uses a lot of water. So apparently, one ton of fabric results in approximately two hundred tons of polluted water. That so, doesn't seem like a fair trade off at all, does it? Um, exactly right. And given <laughs> that we use our clothes for, you know, we we wear it and then we just chuck it away. You know, that's that's uh, resources wasted. I think. And lastly, 15 to 30 percent of fabric used in garment manufacturing is being wasted before it reaches customers. So there's a lot of impact that as consumers we cannot be aware of. And there will be too much to ask for everyone to think about all these impacts before they buy a T-shirt or a jacket. So our role here is basically to find innovations to, to target specifically at these areas in the in hopes of making a planet positive change um so so you're so you're kind of also saying that hey it's not only up to the consumer to choose a sustainable textile but if you clean up the whole supply chain then hopefully what comes to the consumer is is already cleaner rather than me having to pick the sustainable fashion uh, that might or might not be more expensive we'll see Yes, I think it works both ways because you can't demand too much from the consumer, right? You know, the, the, it's, it's really complex. So I think it's also in the interest of the businesses and, and, and government policy as well, right? To, to foster this sort of innovative change so that when consumer do buy a piece of clothes, hopefully in a rather slower manner, you know, because overconsumption is also an issue. Then, then the impact on what our personal footprint via from fashion is is a lot smaller. Yeah, well, the beauty of Hong Kong is we all have very small closets, 
So, <laughs> exactly, yes. If you think about it, each piece of clothing is occupying a very expensive space. Exactly. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's how you quantify impact. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. I have a new rule. Unless I toss something, unless I'm ready to repurpose a piece of clothing, I'm not buying a new one. So, luckily, exactly. we're on. Luckily, it's radio, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. but okay, but on that note then, maybe you could give us some examples of some of the startups that you've invested in. Yeah, so um you know, we we invest across the value chain because we understand that, you know, there are issues all along the supply chain. Um so one of them is is called Cirque, uh, based in the US. They are the only company right now to be able to recycle polycotton blend, which is a widely used fabric in 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 the fashion industry and the ability to recycle this and uh, creates you know recycled cotton cellulose and, and pta it means that it can really accelerate true circularity in fashion and we choose the resource need of you know virgin raw materials um another company is called colorifics based in the uk um they they do um, dyeing, uh, but this dyeing is quite unique. You know, they use a biological process that replaces the need for chemical dyeing. What that means is they use microbes to deposit and fix pigment, pigments onto the surfaces of fabrics. And these colors from the microbes is actually derived from um, digital, digital DNA that, that they find um, so, for example, if they find that a color, a flower that has a blue color, or a lion's hair that is, you know, has that gold color, that that that, that brownish color, uh, they take that digital DNA and then they insert it into the microbes, and the microbes would would grow those colors out. So, in in essence, you can create colors from microbes. Wow, that's um, really amazing. I don't know who would have thought of that. That's Crazy. Exactly. So that means you don't you replace the need of any harsh chemicals. You still need to use a slight amount of chemicals, but very tiny amounts. Um, so it's, it's quite exciting. And they did an LCA um, recently, and they found that the whole process is 31% less carbon intensive compared to a traditional dyeing technique. So I think these companies are doing impactful work at the same time, showing people you know, um, how innovation and business sustainability and impact can go hand in hand. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, and if it, it, do you see any of these kinds of startups, you know, happening much in Hong Kong? And if you, if you could advise the government or, or had a wish list of ways that Hong Kong could attract more of these startups, what would that be? Yeah, I think fundamentally speaking, you need to have the right government support to for these startups to come to Hong Kong to to uh, uh, to grow. Um, the business community needs to take risk to support these startups, and I think most importantly, you need to have a pool of talents to to help these companies grow if they come into Hong Kong. 
and most importantly, spaces and facilities, you know, for these locations, uh, for example, labs, spaces to create recycling factories for clothes, you know, these are all very, these four elements go hand in hand, I think. And without any one of these, you know, it's going to be a very difficult place to, to uh, attract sustainable fashion startups, especially in the area where we look at deep tech. Hmm. Well, we'll see because we're going to chat with a couple of Hong Kong based startups later this, this month. So we'll see what they have to say as well. So, um, Philippe, thank you so much for your time. And I'm really excited about what Mills Fabrica is doing. And Trash Talk listeners, you should definitely go out and visit Mills Fabrica because it's a, besides the fact that it's a beautiful building, uh, the interior is as well super fascinating because they always have interesting exhibits, um, and interesting things to see. Right, Philippe? Yeah, definitely come. I'll give you a personal tour. Well, there you go. Careful what you wish for. Thank you so much, Marcy. Thank you. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks so much for your time. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. You can find all the Trash Talk episodes on iTunes and the RTHK on the Go app. Thanks to our partners, Plastic Free Seas, if you like what you hear, I also host the Sustainable Asia podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube for a more in-depth look at sustainability issues here in Asia. Many thanks once again to you, Marcy Trent Long, for this week's Trash Talk, speaking to Philippe Lee from Mills Fabrica, and we'll have more Trash Talk next Monday.